want to blame yourself and you want to, well, you want to think back and see what did I do to cause this person um, to not, I guess, quote unquote, choose you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, are, you're hard on yourself. So, you know, there were some things that I did. You know, I wasn't as patient as I could have been. This is very personal work for me. Politics. Politics. I believe I was called to Sad. tell my story, use my voice, be a voice for the community. To speak to and for a community of people that's been ignored, denied, love, love, relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion, religion. I want to use words to uplift, heal, inspire, encourage. Do something different. Every Monday at 10. Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig, the writer, Stewart, and this is so much to say. These are my thoughts in my voice on black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. Today, we're talking about heartbreak, a broken heart. Tell them your name. Terrell, you never want to sound bitter. Even though you're not bitter, sometimes you want to speak your truth, but people still kind of equate that to being bitter. So you dated for four years? I would say we dated more like... Three years, seriously, more like two years. But you never classified it as a relationship? Not necessarily, but it was very exclusive. You know, that's what the parameters were. We were going to be dating exclusively. So then why why not call it a relationship? What's the difference? I guess it still gave the option of if you wanted to date. Because technically when you're dating, it's just about getting to know. And you can mm-hmm. get to know multiple people at the same time. So... The option was still there, but you still was exclusive to where you're paying more attention to that one person to go to the next level. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so but for three years? It was a non-decision. So yeah. you, you, were, you were pushing for... I wasn't necessarily pushing, uh, although the other party would um, beg to differ. I was more so... Um, the one waiting. Mm-hmm. So would you broach the subject and say, okay, so like, what are we doing? Are we calling no, this something? I never did that. I never asked for a title, never. Um, but you were ready for a title. I was ready for it, yeah. And so what happened? Like you were just waiting for him to mention it or say that he was ready to I call it something? Passive, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I was waiting for that because I know that I was in a space to where I could move forward and be there forever. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to be in that same space. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I want to just be that calm, cool, collected person. But at the same time, um, we are exclusive, so treat it as such. Wait, so were you exclusive or were you just dating? I was exclusive. Okay, so you were exclusive, yes. but you found out that perhaps he wasn't? Absolutely. Okay. And so that was, how long ago did you break up, I guess you call it? Right, it was like it really was a breakup. Um, the initial, I guess, being officially like not exclusive would be around October of last year. November, October, yeah, around October of last year. Okay, so what you knew, what you were experiencing, it ended in October? Yes. Okay. What stage of grief are you in? You said I, that you're... I, I can't give you the technical terms. I'm just right now more so in a stage of um, focusing on making sure I'm healed and that when I go into the next situation, I'm not bringing any baggage into it. That's what I'm focused on right now. But I don't know if there would be another situation. I really, I don't know. That's the, I guess that's the stage I'm in right now. What, what do you mean you don't know if there will be another situation? I was... That situation literally was the first time I've ever opened up my heart to some person, period. Like, I've been in two, two relationships prior to that one. Mm-hmm. And like I say, we can't really necessarily call it a relationship. But however, I opened up my heart more so in that situation than I ever did in the past two relationships that I had kids with. Um, so with women? With women, yes. Okay. I opened up my heart more so... In this situation in with this, this guy? this situation with this guy... Uh-huh. Like astronomical, like I really became vulnerable, mm-hmm. and I allowed myself to feel love for somebody. Perhaps the goal should now be to go for a relationship 
and not a situation. So the question then becomes, what do you think you've learned from this? Because I don't, what I'm hearing you say is this relationship with this guy scarred you in such a way that you don't know if you're open to be in another relationship where it requires you to open up and, and just be. I do think that that's, this is just the, the stage of grief that you're in because we've all been there. It's happened to the best of us. So then the question becomes, what did you learn? What did you learn from it? You know, um, I've learned what I, what I brought to the table, or what I did in the situation. You know, you want to blame yourself and you want to well, you want to think back and see what did I do to cause this person um, to not, I guess, quote unquote, choose you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just are, you're hard on yourself. So, you know, there were some things that I did. You know, I wasn't as patient as I could have been. Um, so. I think you were more than patient for three years. <laughs> three years is a long but time. I was, you, you know, that's the time frame, but within that, there was a lot of things that I did. Like, I wouldn't nag, quote unquote, you know, why are you out with your friends so much and not spending as much time with me? Um, things like that. You know, I, would, I, would, I was not making it the peace away from the world. But I don't, think that the, I don't think that you should own that part of responsibility because I think that. When a, first and foremost, when, when a person wants to be with you, you don't have to encourage them to spend time with you. Right. You don't have to do those things. Right. Like a person just does it because right. that's what they want to do. So the question again is, what have you learned from it? Because I think for every one thing that you can learn about him, for every one thing that you can learn about him, there are three things that you can learn about yourself. Right. So you may not have the answer now. It may be something that will come to you a week from now, a year from now, three years from now. But don't ever allow a situation to scar you to the point that you regret that it happened. The beautiful part of it is it happened. And so because you're human, you allowed yourself to open yourself to be available to love. My suggestion would be to choose better. (laughs) Take the lessons and choose better. Because I had a pattern. We've all had patterns. And I don't know if this is, because is this the first guy that you've ever dated? Yes. And what, <clears throat> the first guy that I allowed myself to fall in love with is not the first guy that I dated. Okay, so you've dated guys before, yeah. but this is the first guy that you've ever fallen in yes. love and with. To your point of choosing better, absolutely. <laughs> my, the person I'm going to be in a relationship with is going to be a hundred times better than the last situation. But, but these are t- this is a teachable moment for you. Right. Every relationship that doesn't work, it's a teachable moment. Because cause there was a point in my life when I didn't trust myself and the people that I was choosing to be with, to spend time with, to get into relationships with. And I had to step back and really look at the past several people that I had dated. And I realized that although they didn't look alike physically, that on paper they were the same person. They embodied the same personalities, uh, the same character traits, and the the underlying theme was that they were all people that I was trying to save. And I don't mean financially. I mean emotionally. Um, In one particular instance, I was dealing with a guy who was struggling with his sexuality. And so he was heavily involved in the church. And so he had all of these ideas and thoughts about what it meant to be gay. And he was really, really brainwashed by the church. And I spent the majority of that relationship or that dating experience trying to teach him or trying to unravel, undo those untruths that we've all been taught about being gay and the things that he had taught himself. Um, But that's not my job. You know, I realized That's not my job. But I realized why I was doing it. Part of the reason that I was doing that for him and some of the other instances where I tried to save people was because I thought that if I invested in them, that the return on my investment would be monogamy. It would be longevity. It would be commitment. You know what I'm saying? But but a person has to be that because they want to be that. (laughs) You can't train a person to be in relationship with you. You trust me. That's. I think that was the situation. I did learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to be that person, that constant person in this particular person's life that was always there. Um, that person that was gonna, no matter what, love you throughout 
whatever your issues are. And, and I mean, I guess that's what it was. I was trying to be that person to save him. So you felt like you were taken advantage of? Yes. In, in what way? Um, I would say more so emotionally. When we met, I was in a state of mind where I was going through a lot. And I, and I think that's why I opened up my heart so much because mm-hmm. I was already... I'm, I'm a person that comes from a very hard background. And mm-hmm. so my heart was hardened for a long time, but then I had children. So it started to soften up. But then things started to happen in my life just that year. And that's when I met him. Things and that were happening. You don't have to go into what they were, but things were happening like what? Just things happening in my personal life that caused me to... Like family just, stuff or things that were happening with you? Family things, personal okay. things, um, just you know, the move to Atlanta. Um, so your inhibitions were so, down, so somebody could kind of creep yes, in and. My, it was everything like I was down on myself. I was hard on myself, and it's just, you know, I was vulnerable in that moment, mm-hmm. and I shared what I was going through with him, and. But that's him, love. Him that's what a, that's what that's what a part of loving a person and experiencing love is, and that's what I'm saying to you. I get that he was not the one to receive it. Right, I get that the, that he wasn't the one that nurtured your heart, your feelings, your emotions, and took care of your heart and 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 handled it gently. I get that, but what I'm saying to you is that's love. So you don't regret that you were capable of doing that. If there are any regrets, the regret is that you chose someone who wasn't mature enough to handle what you were offering. So what I'm saying to you is. Moving forward, instead of becoming callous and allowing your heart to grow hardened by this, from this experience, learn from it, grow from it, and choose better. So that moving forward, you'll, you'll pay closer attention. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that what happens is sometimes we draw people to us based on the place we are in our life. Right? I'm in a really good space in my life right now. I've been single now over six years. So there's certain things I just will not attract. You understand? Mm -hmm. But in those periods in my life where I was just attracting people, I I could barely get out of a relationship and I was attracting something else. But I wasn't attracting good stuff. I was attracting the dregs, if you will. I was attracting the place that I was in, the space that I was in. And I was in a very broken space. I was attracting these broken men. You know, and so I was trying to figure out how to put them together when I was all in a million little pieces of my, of my own. But you don't think that relationships should be two people coming together, fixing their um, traumas? Because like, I on think, some I, level, I think what we do, we all try to find a complete, completed art piece. But you have to come complete, right? But no, but no one's ever going to be complete. No, no one's ever going to necessarily be complete. But you, sh- the cup should be full. And I think that that's part of where I was going wrong, and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. In my dating experience, past dating experience, I always thought that there was some level of bullshit that had to come. Well, everybody deals, deals with something. So, okay, well, I can't deal with smoking, and I can't deal with the drugs, but okay, he may not be completely integral. He may have some integrity shit going on. So I can kind of work through that. But... Or he might be a little, uh, he might have some abandonment issues because I dated a guy who, who had been spent plenty of years in the foster care system. His mom had been on drugs. His aunts and grandmother and different family members adopted his siblings, but they left him in the foster care system. So he had all of this baggage that he was carrying. That was another one that I was trying to save at one point in my life. But when I think about what was going on in my life when I attracted those people, it makes completely complete sense. And so what I'm saying is, you have to do the work to build yourself so that when you partner with someone, that you're as full as possible. Because it's not your responsibility to pour into someone else. You have to come to me whole. Because otherwise you spend the duration of the relationship playing counselor. And I'm not, I'm not interested in being your counselor. I'm interested <laughs> in being your partner. If you need a counselor, you need to go lay on somebody's couch and speak to a professional, a mediator. So you just got to be honest with yourself. Absolutely. Honest with yourself and know what it is and what happy looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some people need to save people and they want to blame the other person for not being 
I'm a victim anymore, so they no longer need to save them. So I get what you're saying. I think it's important for you to write down or at least acknowledge to yourself the qualities that drew you to him. Because in the first part of the conversation, I hear you blaming yourself and saying, well, I was kind of nagging him a little bit and asking him why is he spending so much time with his friends and not spending enough time with me. Because we all want to be loved. We all want to be loved. There's a fine line between wanting to be loved and being needy. And so it's about finding that balance. You know, so again, I think that it's important for you to really step outside of this situation and really try to figure out how to choose better, what your role was in that particular situation, and leave what doesn't belong to you. Because I've been in relationships where... I was completely faulting myself. And the bottom line is whenever a relationship fails, whether you're talking about a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of thing, a boyfriend-boyfriend, girlfriend-girlfriend, husband and wife, there are two people involved, so you're both responsible when that relationship ends. I won't say fail. I'll say end because relationships end. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes we go into them with this idea that they're always supposed to be forever. And I don't believe now at 41, I don't believe that all love is intended to be a forever kind of thing. Some relationships are only supposed to be three years. Some are only supposed to be three months. And I get that. I understand that, you know, not everything is going to be eternal. Some things are going to be more temporary. Some things Mm -hmm. are meant to teach you something. They all are designed to teach you something. Right. But I also feel that I'm in that space of learning that. Right. Um, because uh, I'm the type of person that I want to and I will work it out so that it will last mm-hmm. forever. But you don't really have control over whether or not you it's going to last have forever. Over because that. you're only one. You're only one portion, that's one fraction that's of the relationship. Exactly right. You don't have control over it, but you do have certain. To a certain extent, you can do everything that you need to do. Absolutely. Um, so that you can show the other person that you're there. Because a lot of times I feel like in this community, in our community, dealing with men in particular, mm-hmm. men have an attachment issue. They have a commitment issue from the beginning, just from nature. Mm-hmm. And especially living in Atlanta. Now, I don't want to talk about any other city, but when you live in Atlanta and you have so many options, and you've <laughs> been with, and you've been around, you know, and mm-hmm. you know that. And I'm not talking about me, but you know that you can go from one person to the next person. It's easy for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... And you know that because you can do that, that the person that you're dating could possibly do that too. Okay. And so it's like you can only see past your own reality. So you're not really trusting the next person because you know what you're capable of. And right. And so... And that's the thing that, you know, I was trying to say, hey, look, I understand what it what we're dealing with. We're two men. But I'm still that person who's going to be committed and loyal to you for the rest of Like, I'm not what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And but that's again, what I'm trying to get across. But that's not something you can teach. You, right. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to... Because I, I see my younger self in you. <laughs> um, because I was that same person. I used to try to prove that you can trust me. I used to try to prove that I am relationship material. I used to try to prove that I am longevity, that I'm different. But you you, you prove that by just being who you are. You don't have to ever give those words. And here's the thing. He knew that. He knew who you were. He knew who you were. So without you ever having to explain, he knew who you were. I mean, it was a plenty of arguments of... You're not as innocent as you think, as you say you are. And it's like, That's his I'm insecurity con- speaking. I'm constantly trying to prove, yes, I'm not doing the stuff that you think I'm doing. Is it because you're doing it? And you think it's that part I of that. Be doing it? No. And so, like, I, that did get a little tiresome. But let's go back to the point that you were making that about Atlanta. <laughs> because, again, as I was saying, I don't think that that, first of all, I don't think that that's specific to uh, gay relationships because I, I personally think that Atlanta is a single-person city because it is a city where there's so many young professionals, so many young educated professionals that are single. And I think whether you're talking about straight men 
or straight women or gay men or gay women. I just think that this is a city that is full of young, single professionals that are just on the prowl, period. But then when you further delineate that and you talk about uh, gay men, in particular black gay men, I don't believe that it's specific to Atlanta. I'm from Maryland, so I've partied in Maryland and D.C. Uh, I've lived in Atlanta for, off and on for many years. I lived in L.A. I traveled to New York enough because most of my friends from college are from New York. And so what I've learned and what I've seen is that the behavior that most people try to ascribe to Atlanta isn't specific to Atlanta. You find those same behaviors, same mentalities in all of these cities that I just mentioned because the issues are community-wide. Wherever you find large numbers of gay men, and I don't care what race you're talking about, whatever you find large numbers of gay men, you're going to find certain behaviors because there are certain things that are just intrinsic to us. Going back to the point that you were making about sometimes this inability to commit to one person. Sometimes maybe that's nature. Sometimes I think that that's just a part of a rites of passage of many gay men. Because most of us spent the majority of our lives suppressing ourselves, suppressing our feelings. You said yourself you have two, you have two girls. So at some point, you were still dealing with women. And so, and, and you were how old until you had your first or your second kid? How old were you when you had your second kid? So you were like 24? So you were 24. I was 22 years old when I acted out on the feelings for the first time. And so you were 24. So that's 24 years of you suppressing this feeling. And so at some point, you're playing catch up. And so now that you're actually living your life, not everybody goes through that. Not everybody goes through that. I am playing catch up. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that, um, because I am, at my age, I shouldn't be going through this. Because you started that, late in the game. Had, that's how, that's I, how it was for I, me. I had this conversation with my best friend the other day. I said, I shouldn't be going through this. I shouldn't be going through a heartache with a dude at my age. Why? So, because it's, I should have done, I just wish I was. You had started to, earlier. Yes, I wish I was going through all this heartbreak when I was 15 and learn how to cope. Well, see, I, I, I feel differently and, because I knew the feelings were there, but I suppressed them. And I knew they were there when I was in college. But looking back, I'm glad that I did not act on those feelings in college because I probably would have lost my damn mind. I probably would not have been successful in school because, I mean, it took a toll on me. Like, heartbreak. Like, when I think back to, like, the females that I was cool with, because, you know, men don't typically tell you when they're having some sort of a heartbreak or breakdown. But the females were always very open. And I would see girls, their grades would suffer because they were dealing with some crazy boy. You know what I'm saying? And like their grades in college were suffering. Sometimes they couldn't get up and go to class because they were all upset about this breakup. So when I look back, I'm glad that I did not experience it when I was in college because I would have been all to pieces. But now, you know, once I started acting out on my feelings, I was 22 years old and I dated the very first guy. It was one of those things that, like you, it devastated me because I had just moved to Atlanta. I didn't really know anybody here. Hadn't told anybody that I was gay. And he was nine years my senior. I felt like he was trying to play me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a Taurus, so I just have this thing where it's like, no, I'm going to show you that you're not going to play me. But I still had nothing to do with those feelings. I had no place to put those feelings. And so, like, it still was a breakdown. And I was grieving that whole experience and it was we just only we only dated for about three months it wasn't anything serious but this was the first time that I had taken the chance on liking a guy and actually admitting that I liked a guy right. you know and exactly. I blamed him for everything and you know but again for every one thing that you learn about somebody else there are three things you can learn about yourself right. I went through the same phase of I won't ever date another guy and I'm not going to get to that point again but you only do yourself a disservice if you allow this to poison every future opportunity, but you can't even go into it feeling reserved. You can't even go into it guarding and holding your heart I'm back. I'm not there yet. Okay. I know that about myself. I know that I will date again. I will get married one day. Um, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not there, and, I'm, and and so when people ask me why aren't you in a relationship right now, it's because I am focusing and worrying about me. And making sure that I'm in a space where I'm okay. 
And I'm okay now. Like, I can actually talk about the situation now and not be in a negative space about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, whereas before, I would be in a negative space. Well, you may not be in a negative space about that, but I think you are still kind of in a cynical space about anything future. I mean, about a, dating now. No, I'm. I'm just. It's just not in the forefront of my brain. Like I'm not thinking about it. So, do you have any trust issues now? Do I have trust issues? You do. If I decide, I'm. I'm like this. If I decide to date you, mm-hmm. um, I'm. You're gonna go win it at a hundred. Like your grade is gonna be a hundred. So, it's up to you to keep it or, or, or mess it up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not going to say I have trust issues. I'm just going to say that it's going to take me a longer time to just get into that space to be willing to date you. Well, I think there's a, there's a, there's a uh, period of healing that you have to cycle through. I think there's a period in which you have to analyze all that happened in that past See, situation. I'm, just not, I'm not this person to go from relationship to relationship to relationship to mm-hmm. relationship. Like I said, at my age, I've only experienced two relationships. With, with so, guys? No, with girls in one situation with a guy. Okay. And so I'm not going... But even, to, let me just say this. Let me help you. So even though you call it a situation... That's what it was. It's the, no, 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 no. It still was a relationship. Yeah, well, friendships are relationships. Absolutely. That's what so, I'm trying to get you okay. to see. And so this was not just a situation because that shit lasted over three years. But go ahead. Finish your point. <laughs> <laughs> so, reclaiming my time. Anyway. You're reclaiming your time. <laughs> I wish. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm not the type of person to just go from situation or relationship mm-hmm. to relationship to relationship. So, um, I don't need to do that. Like I, I'm okay with dealing with whatever I have to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. And this is my first time dealing with this. It is my first time dealing with this. This is my absolute first time dealing with this. So it's taking me a little bit longer to figure it out. Well, let me, ex- okay. let, let, me, let me tell you this, though. But it's important for you to do your work on you because if you're in this space right now, and let's just say it's another year before you actually start to date somebody seriously or meet someone, doesn't mean that person still couldn't be a, a rebound. Because, see, I thought, I thought I had a, a relationship that lasted from 2003 to 2005. That relationship ended... Fast forward to 2007, I'm getting into a new relationship. Now, mind you, between 2005 and 2007, I've dated several different people. Didn't get to a point where I was about to get into a relationship, but I was dating different people, figuring out what I liked, what I needed, what I wanted going forward. So I thought there was absolutely no way possible for me to experience a rebound because two years had passed and I had dated several different people. But what happened was I had put my feelings away in this drawer, proverbial drawer, and I thought they were tucked away. You know, we have a, a, a way of putting away our feelings and putting them in a place where we think we don't have to deal with them. And it wasn't until that relationship in 2007 that that stuff resurfaced. And it was because he said it to me. And it was in the relationship that I was just telling you about with the guy who had the abandonment issues, whose mom was a crack addict and all of that. He was the one that pointed it out to me. He said, you're not over him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was two years ago. But that was when I realized that a rebound doesn't have to happen in succession. It doesn't have to happen in, in, in sequence. Uh-huh. You can date five other people, and that next relationship after those five people could still be a rebound. Right. And I believe that was a rebound. So what I'm saying to you is it's really important for you to be clear about what you've learned. It's, it's important for you to grieve this relationship. Don't regret it because grieving it and regretting it are two different things. That's true. It's important to grieve it, but it's important for you to grow from it. I think more so what I regret in that situation is, and you have to be honest with yourself, I regret the fact that I just allowed myself to be taken advantage of by somebody. Emotionally. And emotionally. I allowed myself to do that. And... That's what I did. That's my fault in that. But I will say this. The one thing that I, I think that when when we decide to just, I guess, date, because we stopped dating exclusively, um, and it was borderline relationship. I mean, you you want to do things 
Like, what do you mean it was borderline like, relationship? Like when we were going through issues, I'll give you just an example. When we go through issues and counseling was brought up, you're willing to go through the counseling. Mm-hmm. So that's just not a dating situation to me. Right. And so... So it sounds like semantics to me. Like you... Semantics and, on someone else's behalf. I'm wanting to... You were calling it a relationship. I'm, I'm calling it whatever you are calling it. That well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's and not so, partnership. That's not partnership. Well, you have to. You. I'm waiting. Again, I'm. I've never, never. I've never dated or been in a relationship with a man before. Mm-hmm. So, and so this, you're following his lead. This particular person has been in several. Right. Um, so he had he had some several, experience like over here. And so yeah, and so I'm like, okay, um, I'm just gonna follow your lead. This is what I'm gonna do because mm-hmm. I know you know you're just now getting out of the situation, so I'm gonna wait. And so you're going to tell me, you know, you was like, okay, you, you, all these false hopes, but I'm not going to get into the details. I think once we decide to just be cool and date, because we were dating, not dating exclusively, um, and once that stopped and, you know, I kind of was heartbroken because I thought we were going to a place, I had expectations and hopes of us, us going to a place that we just never made it to. Mm-hmm. And that's what. And what was that? Was. To call it a relationship? relationship and be in a relationship, and then and function married, like one, and function like a relationship, and get married, and 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 move like I wanted all of that. And mm-hmm. when you decide to give it to someone else, um, that's the heartbreaking part. And I think what I was holding on to is the fact that I never got the apology. Apology for for the lead on for. Um, leading on to what? Um, I, you know, leading on as far as okay, I'm gonna date you, and I will never date a person this long without getting a relationship. Like the I love yous and all that. Let's we're gonna make you know. So again, going back that. to going back to what I said to you before, where's your culpability in that though? Because he only did what you allowed. And that's what. That's so that's one of the one of the learning responsibility of that. Like I said, that is my part in this. Uh-huh. I take responsibility of allowing myself to believe in hopes and dreams. And it, well, see, that's the thing. It's, it's okay to believe. It's okay to believe. What I'm saying to you is, you have to pay attention to how a person functions, what they do, and not what they say. What they do and not what they say. And trust me, that's what I've learned. Like, I got a lot of promises of love. Because words. see, your hope can't be bigger than his. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can't hope and wish for one thing for the two of you, and he's on a whole nother page. That's called partnership. And what I've learned is you can't try to train someone to be in relationship with you. You have to be with someone who wants what you want at the moment that you want it. Which comes with getting to know them. And I think what happened with with that situation, it really kind of happened fast early on. Mm -hmm. And going forward, like I said, if... I'm going to date someone going forward, which I am. I'm going to get to know you and get to know your patterns. Because had I got to know that stuff from mm-hmm. this situation, I would have never allowed myself to do what I did. And so, but again, um, even though there are some things that I have to hold accountable for myself mm-hmm. and like allowing it to happen, there are some things that you did that you knew you were doing. Um, and so I never got the apology for that. And I think that... Mm-hmm is what made me hold on to the resentment for so long. I just recently got an acknowledgement. That you were resentful? No, I knew that. Oh, okay. But I recently got an acknowledgement that, hey, yes, I did this stuff. Okay. We sat down and had a conversation. Um, still didn't get the apology. But I got that So do, the question is, do you still need an apology? No. I was needing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like, you know, just... You know what you did, and you are you going to apologize? And I was holding on to that for a very long time, and it's been since what October, and I'm just holding on to that. Are you going to really genuinely apologize for what you did? I know what I did and and how I contributed, contributed. Mm -hmm. But are you going to apologize for what you did? Are you going to apologize for what you said, knowing that I was holding on to your word? So that was a piece of closure for you at one point. Yes, I needed that for closure, and I. Never got it. Still haven't got it. But I did get the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I admit. 
I think that I could have done things differently. I did get that, and so I think that that was what I needed. I I would love an apology. Absolutely, I don't need it. I don't think I would ever get it. I think you got. I think you have to release it. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna. I think you have to release it. And my my thing is the conversation that we had, the place I'm in, right now. You were there. So what do you, you mean? You, like the place I'm in, my heartbreak, where I'm okay. at. Okay. You, not you, but the person. I, you were there. We had a conversation about it. You were there. So you should know exactly where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't want to be that person who that who was to you. So what is it that you would want him to do? Not be that person that was that. What is it him. that you would want him to um, do? Just, like I said, before I wanted to apologize. No, I'm saying in terms of... In your fragility, like what is it that you want him to do? How would he care for you? How would you want him to handle you? Because he's experienced that heartbreak, right? So what is it that you think he should be doing to show you some sort of compassion? Like what is it that you think? You know, I used to think that, hey, you, we may not be together, but let's at least you understand why we have a common, like we have a common story. So at least let's move forward in friendship. Um, do you think move, you really would be able to do that? Let's move because you didn't want it to be over, right? And this was my personal struggle. Do I can I move forward in friendship? I don't think um, you could be. It would just be a personal struggle, and it'd be a harder road to. So take. then, why torture yourself? It in would that be way? a harder road to take, but at the end of the day, it'll make you stronger. And I'm like, okay, so let me take this hard road. Let me not, because most people, everyone, all the advice. That like, sounds like masochism. Like listen, you're subjecting yourself to pain. I, like you like pain? No, but. It makes you stronger. If you run away from your fear, no, 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 you no. Never I'm not over it. I'm not so saying run away from the fear. Okay, so what I'm saying is, um, every advice I've re- I've received is drop everything, drop all communication, and then go your opposite direction. Because I think there's a point a point where you have to start healing yourself. I because I think let me let me say this. I don't because think there's a right or wrong way to do it. No, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. But I think what happens is. Ideally and ideologically, the person who's heartbroken, and that doesn't mean that both people aren't heartbroken, but the person generally, and in this case I'm talking about you, generally when the person is the one that's heartbroken or the person that didn't want to see it ending, they're always saying that they're hopeful and let's just be friends. But I think that there's just a piece of you when you say that, and I'm including myself in that because I know there have been times that I've done, well, let's just be friends. But really, at the underbelly of it, you're really hoping that the person is going to come around and say, you know what? I really want to be with him. I, I misjudged him. I was wrong. Let me go back. I think there's, there's, a, there's a piece of wishful thinking in there because the reality is you can't be friends. Not right away. I'm not saying that you can't eventually, but not right away because you couldn't be able to, you would not be able to handle if he was dating somebody else and it was in your face. That's already happened. Anyway. No, 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 no. I'm talking about then. That's already happened. So, trust me, I'm just, but what, I used to be that. I used to be, um, let's just be friends, and then I'm going to scale back on my needing you to be around me. I'm going to scale back on what caused you to drift away in my mind and like what I thought my faults were. I'm going to scale back on that, and I'm going to be the cool person that I know I am, but you got a different side of me because I was wrong. So what is it that you felt you needed from him still? Like, why did you still need the friendship? Reason okay, so the reason why I still needed the friendship is because I opened up to you, and I don't open up to people often, and I don't want to give that away to just anybody, and I don't want to just I've opened up to you, you know everything about me, and I've done all this to get to know you. Why throw it away? And so even though we're not in a relationship, we still can have a friendship, mm-hmm. and so but at the beginning of that, it was let me just scale back. And just be a cool individual, be myself, and without trying to be in a relationship. Because I think what happened was when we was when I was trying to be in a relationship, a side of me came out that I didn't even know that was there. You know, the nagging and all that, and that's just not who I am. And so that's just what happens when love takes over, and you right. and you can't control your feelings. That was just a side of yourself that you hadn't seen before. Exactly. But now I'm like, okay, well, that 
is pushing people away. I'm not, I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. It so put, no, no, no. It pushed him away. Because the one is going to be okay with that. The one is going to be okay with you saying, babe, why you can't spend time with me? Because again, he's going to want to spend time with you too. Doesn't mean that he's not going to want to have downtime and spend time with his friends or, you know what I'm saying? But he's not going to see that as nagging. And so that's what I'm saying. You have to do this work where you have to heal yourself. Because I think what happens is, oh, I know what happens is, a breakup has the kind of power to shatter the best self-esteem. And it can make the best of us think, it can make the best of us second-guess ourselves. And you can't start second-guessing yourself because this thing is either going to change you for the better or it's going to change you for the worse. And that's where I was with it. Like, I feel, I, I feel that, there's, like, I said, like I said earlier, there's no right or wrong way to handle a breakup. Mm-hmm. We, we can, I can move forward and be friends, and yes, it's going to be a hard road because you're going to date and all that. In my mind, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, why wasn't it me? Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a hard road, but at the end of the day, I'm facing that head on and healing it and healing while it's happening. Or I can walk away and then think that I'm healed. Like you said, the rebound relationship that mm-hmm. happened three years ago, three, three years later. Later, yeah. Um, I can step walk away and think that I'm healing and when I see him again, everything comes rushing back. And all of that depends on how you handle yourself from this point forward. Right. And so that's why I want I wanted to just I want to just be friends and let me go through the motions right now because I'm not trying to date anybody. But you can't force a person to no, be friends. I can't force them to be friends. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. That was my hope. So where are you now? Right now I am okay not talking to him. When was the last time you talked to him though? We have to talk right now because of some situations we got going on business wise. Okay, but the question was that, when was the last time you spoke to him? Two two, three days ago. It was a text. Simple text. That's it. We don't talk. So, but I am okay in this moment if we don't talk. I used to be, let me, you know. Try to initiate the communication. Yeah, how you doing? How's things going? Yeah. Or if he if he initiated and I would be very open and willing to respond in, in a happy way. And, you know, even if I was down, I would still be happy in response. But because the, the, just a message from him or a call from him, it would change your whole day. It would just brighten your day. Absolutely, it would. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie about that. I mean, even if I, I understand because it's human, right. and, and even, I've been there. You I were the broken you. bird. We've all been that yeah. broken bird, yeah. and, and it's okay. Yeah, I mean, you just say, "Hey, how you doing?" And then my day is better from the whole from the rest of the day. But if I can give you anything, I will give you that men only recognize strength. And so, so, to, so my advice to you would be, if he's saying that it's over and he's functioning like it's over, your response has to be strength. Oh, yeah. Because a man only understands when he doesn't hear from you. A man only understands when you're unaffected by him. Right. And so you have to respond with strength. I'm going to tell you what you've done. And I, we haven't even had this conversation, but I'm going to tell you what you've done. Mm-hmm. What you've done... <laughs> You've called him hoping that he was going to have some sort of an epiphany on the phone line. You called him hoping that he was going to say something opposite of what he actually said. And you got off that phone even more upset, even more pissed off. Because we all, no, no, no. I'm not saying now. I'm saying in the days, the weeks that followed that breakup. No, I never called him. You never called. No. You never called him hoping and anticipating that he was going to have a revelation and say, you know what, I, I, I fucked up. And I wouldn't call him. I wasn't the one calling. I never called. So how did you communicate? He would contact me. But you just said a moment ago that you were sometimes initiating Right. What I mean these by messages. that is um, I would initiate a text message, good morning. What, what, what that, what that, what that's what I'm talking about. Um, that's exactly what I'm talking about. response to his good morning. But, but, but hold on. That's what I'm talking about. You'll send a text saying, good morning, and then there probably were days that he didn't respond, or there were days that he responded Longer than it normally would have if things were copacetic with you. No. Where and then you got frustrated, like he ain't respond yet, or he didn't. You know, that he didn't say. Happened, that hasn't happened until recently. Like that happened, like literally recently. But before all, recently, that's when that happened. The taking longer to respond. Mm-hmm. That recently happened. Yes. Did I recognize it? Yes. But I'm in okay. I'm okay. You're okay now. I'm okay. I'm absolutely okay. I'm like, I'm over, like, 
I am so okay. But you have to be really clear. I wouldn't say that you're okay, but I'll I'll, I'll be I'm okay, okay with, with that. That's what I'm saying. I'm you okay you you that. you really have to be um, careful to not allow yourself to scar, have a permanent scar. And I'm saying this to you because I know I'm not the same person that I was when I first started dating. You know, we all have defense mechanisms. And I'm really clear about my defense mechanisms and, like, the things that I... The barriers and the, and the obstacles that I put in place to protect myself. And so I, I really work hard at trying to challenge myself and making sure that I'm offering my best self to whoever I date, because they're not responsible for what happened in my past. But at the same same token, I want to be with someone that's strong enough to love me past my past. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying to you is, you cannot go into a future situation or future relationship or future dating scenario holding someone accountable because you haven't done your work to heal yourself. That's what I'm saying to I'm you. I'm thinking we're kind of like going in circles, though, because I think that I know that, and that's why I'm, I will not go into a situation right now. But it, whether you go into it right now or five years from now, what I'm saying to I'm you is you can... I'm not going into it until I'm ready. Well, that's what I'm, but you won't be ready until you do the work. That's what I'm saying. I, you have to be really clear. Right, and I'm, I'm doing okay. the work right now okay. on myself. Look, I'm the type of person that I'm constantly working on myself. So what do you think that work looks like? On myself, period. Um, I need to get back to honestly loving who I am and loving me for me because I have a lot of personal, I'm hard on myself and mm-hmm. I think part of that is caused me to be vulnerable in the beginning of the situation to begin with mm-hmm. and um, that is what I when you asked me in the beginning what I've learned, I've learned that I need to love myself before I love anybody else because I put him before me. And that's what that's the, the fatal mistake you and, made. And, yeah, and he was aware of that. He was aware of it. And that's what I mean by he took advantage of me emotionally. Because he, he knew it. He knew what he was doing. And that's the apology I was looking for. Even though I allowed it, I was the one who was doing it. You knew you were doing so it. So how do you do, that, do things differently moving forward? Um, I'm just... Building friendships, rebuilding friendships, mm-hmm. um, doing things that make me happy, challenging myself and doing things that I was always scared to do before, like taking on new projects on things that I want to do and um, things that I was uncomfortable doing before, I'm going ahead and challenging myself to do it, like this interview. Um, and it's just, I'm just going to do things that are going to make me uncomfortable again, that Facing the fear, going towards it instead of going mm-hmm. from it. Like what I wanted to do in this friendship. Let, let, let us work through everything that we've been through and be best of friends. And be okay with if we date other people. I wanted to I wanted that. That was my ultimate since we're not gonna date, not gonna relationship. Let us at least have let us at least have that. And I see that that's not happening right now. It could happen in the future. I don't really care. But just work on myself. And challenge myself into doing things that I wouldn't normally do. I think a part of your work, if I can, if I can give you this, yeah, sure. a part of your work is letting go of the idea that things should have or could have worked out differently because they happened the way that they were supposed to. Yeah. But also releasing this need to still have him in your life because I think that's just a part of the residual effects of a breakup like you we, we we can't imagine not having that person in our life that's what love is like you can't imagine not having them in your life in some capacity so I think that's a part of the work is releasing the idea that you need him because I think three years from now you're going to look back and say god I didn't think I would ever get over him. <laughs> that that's that's two and then I think the last thing is for your healing you have to be clear not to anticipate this same kind of shit in every future situation. Because the very first guy that I dated, it scarred me in the sense that I thought that every guy that came after him would bring the same kind of bullshit, the same kind of drama, the same kind of game. And it wasn't the case. 
So that was the the kind of work that I had to do on myself. You know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that um, I'm going to run to the same guy over and over. I've experienced better. Mm-hmm. So I know there's better. I mean, I, I, I know. Trust me. I've experienced well beyond what I've dealt with. Um, I think what it is for me is, I even though I've experienced better, and I know there's better out there, I still didn't allow myself to gravitate towards it because I still was in love with what was not good for me. And um, so is it my mind, is it him that I'm really worried about or is it me? Because my thing is when you said don't allow, um, uh, get rid of the need to have someone in your life. Mm -hmm. To me, because I know myself, I know I'm a person that don't like to open up to people. I'm very guarded. And I don't like to open up in vain. So if I open up to you, I'm, open up, I'm opening up to you for a reason. reason, And I want you in my life. And I've done that. Regardless of what type of person you are, you've made such an impression on me that I want to open up and you see all of me. Friendship, family, relationship. And so what it is, is I open up to him. Now, he is his own entity. And so, yes... I wanted him in my life because I decided to do that. Now, is that that's a personal thing because it has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. So, going on in the future, if I may find another person, or I will find another person that's mm-hmm. going to be absolutely great, <clears throat> but I don't want to then, my, what I'm struggling with right now is do I open up again, and then, and then that doesn't work out. And but I have but, a, but I have another person in my life that. But I you have to, to open. But see, that's what. That, but that goes back to what I was saying a moment ago. You're anticipating that it's going to fail because this last one failed. What I'm saying to you is, you have to open up because that's what you want to do, not because there's some expectation or anticipation that they're going to reciprocate. You have to do it because that's what you want to do, and, and like you can't regret it. Yeah, I received that because I guess that's what it is. I'm. I open up with the anticipation that this is going to be a life right. thing. And but, but what you have to do is you have to open up because a person earned it. Yeah. A person has to earn that. But that goes it's, back to it's, the beginning when I said that if, if I ever do it again, it's going to be, it's going to take time. It's going to take and that's time fine. for me to open up to, because I'm not going to do what I did. It's not just going to happen in a matter of months. You know? And well, you can't really put a time on it. I think you have to just... You just I, have to kind of qualify, yeah, qualify the relationship. It, right, but I just think I'm going to be a little reserved until I get to know you. And that's okay. And but again, there are no guarantees. No so, guarantees. I mean, you could wait two years there's or five no, years yeah. to open up, and it still doesn't mean that it's going to last. No and that's what I learned. I learned that there are no guarantees and no one owes you anything. Right, I think that you and just have to look at this situation, this uh, scenario, and, and learn from it and grow from it. I have it. to let it go, which I, like I said, yeah. I, I recently did that. I recently let it go, and I just had to get to the point to let it go. And I was holding on to that, the need to have that apology that I never got, but I did get that now. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is So Much to Say. I am Craig the Writer Stewart. My Instagram and Facebook and website are all Craig the Writer Stewart. The website, of course, has a dot com at the end. Please share this podcast with your friends, your family, your social media. Thank you for listening. As always, be safe, keep loving yourself.